Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. I don't know why, but I never like got the really advanced stuff. So I'm never going to become like an engineer or something like that. But one of the things I did get very early on was the basic economics on how to run a business. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Robin Waite is a husband and father to two young girls with a passion to help business owners set fearless goals and achieve great success. Robin is a business coach, regular speaker at various business events, and best-selling author of two books, including the recent popular release, Take Your Shot. He puts his decade of business leadership experience to work, coaching clients to reach their goals. All right, let's dig in. All right, Robin. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice, nice, nice. First of all, Robin, like we do every single time, I want to say thank you for taking the time out to talk with us because as I know, you're a busy entrepreneur, business owner, so there's about a thousand things that you could be doing right now, but you decided to take some time out to talk with us. So thank you for that. Oh, it's my pleasure, Elsie. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. The next thing I like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> cool, man. Yes, basically, I live in the southwest of the UK. I've, I've always lived out in the countryside. We have a beautiful part of the world here called the Cotswolds. And if any of your listeners ever visit the UK, they should definitely come and check out. It's proper like yoldy woldy Cotswold houses everywhere, like chocolate box type stuff. But no, fast forward, kind of, I suppose, um, you know, I went through school, always wanted to set up a business, but didn't really know what business I wanted to do. So um, I worked for a medical devices company for about four years as a systems analyst. So I'm a numbers guy, LZ, proper geek, love my math. And at that point, we managed to double the turnover and I ended up pretty much running the company by the end of the four years. So we grew up to about a million and a half pounds a year in terms of turnover. And through being a systems analyst, I ended up I suppose, in a way, firing about half the workforce. So we actually shrank the workforce down from about 15 people down to about seven or eight because of the systems which I built. So I was a very good systems analyst, but didn't realize the negative impact I was having on our workforce and people losing their jobs, which wasn't fantastic. So instead, 2004, I set up a marketing business, uh, ran that for 12 years. We grew that to about a quarter of a million pounds a year turnover, uh, managed to get up to five employees within that business. Really great little business. At that point, my family was growing. So I already had a daughter and then my second daughter was about to, um, to come along. And I just had that, you know, and you have that sort of moment 
I call it kind of the oh shit moment where I realized that really the agency had was great, but it wasn't really fulfilling me. So I took three months off, closed the agency down and took three months off to spend some time with my family and my new daughter and you know have a bit of paternity leave. And during that time, so we're talking 2016 here, fell into coaching actually. Some people have said, oh, you run a really successful business. There's some cool stuff that you're doing in there. Can you help us with that? We don't want you to do any of the work. We just want you to tell us how to do it. So I set up Fearless Business, which is what I do now, the coaching practice. Already built that to a similar sort of size actually to my marketing business. And I've got a I've got two amazing coaches and a couple of other people helping me now. And I haven't looked back really. It's been a, a real roller coaster of a journey. Wow. There's so much to unpack there that I don't even know where to start. But I'm gonna take a step back and learn a little bit more about you. What's your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing is surfing. So which the UK isn't really well known for its surfing. You'd probably be looking at Hawaii or somewhere like that. But actually about 40 minutes away from where I live now, they've just opened up a wave garden. So that's my kind of like guilty pleasure. I'll be disappearing off down there plenty of times in the new year. So yeah, surfing. The the biggest wave I've ever surfed is, um, doesn't sound very grand, but it was pretty big at the time, 15 foot waves in Morocco. And I caught the first one, wasn't quite so lucky with the second one and ended up going under the water. It felt like forever, but it was about 40 seconds before I bobbed back up again. And uh, it was a very scary, surreal experience, but probably one of the best experiences of my life, actually. Now, surfing a 15-foot wave in Morocco may not seem like a big deal to you, Robin, but that's kind of a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) It was a bit mental. My my friend at the time, what we used to do is I I went out surfing with a couple of buddies and my friend called me into it and he's he's like, Paddle, paddle, paddle. And then all I heard just as I was coming off the top of the wave was, no. <laughs> and, and, yeah, so yeah, I guess it was more of a big, but it was one of those life, life kind of moments that you just realize you're at the perils of the sea. Like you're, you're at its whim at that point. It, it's just going to do what it's going to do with you and you have absolutely no control over it. That's a really good segue to my next question. I'm curious, I heard in your intro, the businesses that you started and were able to grow them and how you were started at a company as a systems analyst and ending up running the company. Talk a little bit about surfing as it relates to that mentality of how you've been been able to be successful in business. Uh, so, funny enough, actually, I got asked the other day about like if I could align myself with a superhero, who would it be? And I was like, well, it would be Maths Boy. Which, again, which sounds like super nerdy, but I don't know why, but I never like got the really advanced stuff. So I'm never going to become like an engineer or something like that. But one of the things I did get very early on was like was the, the basic economics on how to run a business in terms of kind of, you know, not just turn out, you know, P&L, profit and loss type stuff. Turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, but cash is king. And cash is one of the things which I kind of understood right from an early age, not just how to earn it, but also how to keep it, which is a, a thing which a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle with. You know, because you hear a lot of entrepreneurs who will say things like, oh, I've got cash flow problems. But like, it's not a cash flow problem at all because the cash is flowing into that business. It's also flowing straight back out of the business. So it's not cash flow that's the issue. It's actually about being able to make more money, but also being able to keep some of that money so that you can then put that towards growing a business. And I, I got that in that first business because the, the business owner at the time uh, was a great guy. He really got the product, the innovation side of things, but had absolutely no understanding of how to run a business. So I've kind of backed into a corner and forced to kind of had to learn it as an 18-year-old at school. And I've been able to take that sort of forward into each of the businesses that I've set up and run since. So I'm curious to know a little bit more about that period of your life and career. So you end up starting at this company as a systems analyst. And 
you said, I think by year four, you're running the company and end up having to let half the people go because of the systems that you put in place. How do you reconcile that? Uh, well, I mean, the thing is, they've, they've gone on since, obviously, and they've got they they got jobs at the time, so they're fine. But at the time, it was like a you know, when you're twenty one, twenty two, and realizing that you're making people redundant, it's it's actually really hard to stomach because you realize at that point that people hate you. And after a while, I, I kind of uh, when I started to run then my own businesses, I, I realized that it's just part of the course. This is just part of the journey that you go on as a, as a business owner, having to make those really tough decisions of kind of hiring and firing people. And one of the things which one a mentor of mine said that's really stuck with me for you know again from sort of very early on in my business career, he said you need to hire slow and fire fast. So if people aren't performing properly or there are, things are coming along to replace them and they're not adapting, you kind of need to get them out of the business because typically like the people are the most expensive part of the business, but they're also the most important part of the business. You know, I had this moment of realization working for that company and things weren't you know they were going well turnover wise, but I just wasn't enjoying it. And I realized I actually had a great opportunity to take that piece of knowledge and set up my marketing business in 2004. And, and I had one sole mantra at that point is I wanted to grow my marketing business so it'd be big enough so that I could start hiring people instead of having to fire them. Got it. So obviously over your career, you've had many things that you've had to overcome. Do you have a methodology or a method to how you overcome challenges? For me, it's always been about having somebody to talk to. Because if you try and deal with a lot of the stuff in business on your own, like you're dealing with things that you don't have experience in dealing with. So to have a mentor or a coach who has got your back, you know, no matter what, whether irrespective of whether you're paying them or not, like it's super important that you have people around you who understand business. Because like businesses, we live in a day and age actually where there's 10 times the number of businesses as there were like at the start of the internet age. So here in the UK, I think we had about half a million businesses in sort of 30 years ago at the dawn of the internet age. Now there's 6 million. So everybody comes into business thinking that it's super easy to get a business started up. It's a global marketplace, you know, clients at your fingertips. But there's actually 10 times the number of people doing whatever it is that your listeners do right now, which means it's 10 times harder to get found. And so for me, it's, it's always once you have those little moments of realization, actually business is pretty tough and you've got that support network around you so that when things do get hard, you know, the wheels don't fall off and you can, you can go and ask for a bit of advice. That's when the magic happens. There's a great author, you probably read the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. All he talks about in there is about the mastermind effect and having groups of knowledgeable people around you rather than having to work all this stuff out on your own. Because you'll, you'll work it out on your own eventually but it's much easier if you can do it a bit faster. That is fantastic advice. Now, earlier you talked about the skills needed to run a business. What are some of those skills and what are your keys to success? So for me, there's kind of three things I think which success comes from in terms of business. So I did a study. So over the last three years since I've been running the coaching practice, everybody fills out this assessment form and I've had about 360 people complete it. And I kid you not, 26% of the people who complete that form put zero down for our first question. The first question is, do you have a business plan? Right. So 26% of people running businesses don't have any idea about what direction their business is heading in, which is pretty scary. And out of the rest of them, so in total, out of the rest of them, 76% of people scored themselves four out of 10 or below, which means that even if they do have a business plan, half the people's business plans are like substandard. So I'm a big fan of, uh, you don't necessarily have to like have a really detailed, like encyclopedic, like 
a hundred page thick business plan. It just needs to be like, you need to have one overarching goal for your business, which could be how much turnover do you want to make in the next 12 months? Or do you want to get to a six figure business or a seven figure business? So how many people do you want to employ? What impact do you want to make? So you can have one overarching goal for your business. That's the first thing. The second key then is like, it's a bit like punching a zip code into a GPS. You know, that's the goal. What then happens is when you punch in the zip code into the GPS, it then reverse engineers the route in order to get to that goal. And, you know, you'd never set off, you know, to go from the East Coast of America to the West Coast of America without probably using a GPS nowadays. Like you could probably follow some of the big highways and you'd get somewhere close. But if you had a very specific address to get to, you wouldn't do it. You'd, you'd have to or maybe you could ask the directions or kind of wing it. But it's much easier if you've got the GPS coordinates and you could just punch it in there. So we can, and then like the GPS gives you the, the route. So in business terms, like you've got to have, or in life terms, you've got to have a, an action plan in order to get to that goal. And once you've got the goal, you can reverse engineering and work out what those actions are. And then the third thing, which I think is actually the most important thing, like I said, like life and business can be quite complex these days. And like, you know, people think it should be easier than it is. And it kind of sideswipes you a little bit. So actually, you've got to have an enormous amount of determination once you've set the goal and you've got the activities because life and business will always throw you curveballs and not just one or two. It's like it can be quite persistent at times. So you've got to have like, you've got to be doggedly determined to achieve your goals and overcome those obstacles when they crop up. Success is defined internally. It's not defined by anybody else or by anybody else's standards or definitions of success. This is something we decide on for ourselves. So if we set ourselves too lofty a goal, it's always going to be a monumental challenge. So depending on how big your goal is, you've just got to have a lot of determination to get there. Fantastic. Now, this next question I love to ask because of the variety of answers that I get. So if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? <laughs> uh, do you know what? Mine would be James Corden. You know, the guy does the Late Late Show. Yep. I would just love to sit in his Range Rover with him and drive around LA singing songs. Just that would, that would make my day. <laughs> what song would you sing? I'd say it'd probably be sort of a bit of, you know, Harry Connick Jr., a bit of Frank Sinatra or something like that. Just a bit of kind of, you know, or just, just something a bit laid back, just nice and chilled. I don't have the best singing voice. I probably don't have the best podcast voice, I don't know, but I don't have the, certainly don't have the best singing voice. I'm not quite in tune necessarily, but I do enjoy a good sing song. Got it. Well, I don't know if you have to have the best voice in order to have success, right? Well, I'd say you just <laughs> got to enjoy the process. You just got to enjoy it. <laughs> So we've learned a little bit about you and how you got to where you are. Tell us about your business. What do you do? So my business now is called Fearless Business. Fearless Business, by the way, is, it's not about being reckless. What, how I came up with the, the brand name for it is it was about fearing the things in business ever so slightly less. So it's kind of like, you know, if you think about it, there are people in the world who are in real struggles in a load of danger and things like that. So people who have to go and fish water out, you know, get water out of the river every day, potentially getting eaten by crocodiles and things like that. Whereas in business, there's not a lot to really be afraid of. And I noticed that for a lot of people, just making very simple decisions, you know, turning up to a networking meeting, doing a 60 second pitch, switching on some Facebook ads or investing in something for their business, they find really, really scary. And like the worst that can happen in business is maybe you lose a bit of faith, you know, you say something a bit dumb, or maybe you lose a bit of money. That's actually not that bad in the grand scheme of things. So like fearless is about fearing those things in business ever so slightly less that stop you. 
And what we do is we have got it. It's an accelerator program basically for other coaches, consultants, and like service client businesses uh, who are kind of just really busy like all of the time, but they're super bright people. They're super busy all the time. They check their bank balance at the end of the month and can't understand why, you know, they're not maybe earning as much money as they, they should be, but they get amazing results for their clients. So what we do is we kind of redress the balance. We kind of work on their offer a little bit teach them how to articulate their value and deliver, you know, outstanding, like remarkable results and outcomes to their clients rather than just a list of features. And we kind of dig really deep into things like pricing and, and sales and stuff like that. So it's really good fun. Awesome. Awesome. So follow up question for you. We talked a little bit earlier about business and the fact that in my estimation, if I had a crystal ball, I would say that it's only going to get better, I guess, in some ways, but worse in terms of the number of people entering the market as business owners and entrepreneurs. I know in the U.S., there's this whole thing and culture with executives who are of a certain age being let go and starting businesses. So business ownership and entrepreneurship is going to continue to grow into the future. How do people stand out? That's a really good question, actually, because um, so I, I have a slightly contrary opinion on that, because in the UK, for the first time uh, in 2018, we hit a point of equilibrium from the number of businesses starting up as a number of businesses going out of business. So I don't think there's going to be too much more competition. I think we've kind of hit a natural point where supply is kind of starting to meet demand. I think one of the hard things, though, is that there are just constantly new apps like software apps and platforms coming onto the marketplace. So I remember in 2004 when I first started my marketing business and we you know, built our first commercial website. All you had was a website and Google and that was your business. And so long as you did both of those well, you would get found and get a ton of clients. Think about it. In 2004, like Zuckerberg was in his pants just like releasing Facebook to his, his dorm colleagues at, at Harvard. And things like Instagram, Snapchat uh, didn't exist. LinkedIn was in its barely, barely in its infancy. You had YouTube that was terrible because you know video bandwidths were awful and the quality was rubbish. You know all, all of these things. And nowadays, now we've got all of these platforms. So, so yeah, it is quite hard. But I think one of the ways, the best ways to stand out is to maybe pick just you know one, two, or three platforms and just focus on them and do a really good job. Because I see too many kind of business owners, entrepreneurs who are spreading themselves way too thin across too many platforms and just not really making an impact as a result of it. Like it's one of those things. If you put twelve and a half percent into doing eight things, like you're not going to do very well at any of them. So I think my best piece of advice is like pick a couple of platforms and like just double down on them. I think you stole my thunder, Robin. The last question that I have for you as we wrap things up is give the enterprisers an actionable step to improve their lives or businesses today. Yeah, I haven't stolen your thunder yet. (laughs) (laughs) My actionable step is like, whatever idea you've got for yourself, for your business, that's something that you've kind of been thinking about for a long time, just put it into action. Because again, like when I was busy building all those websites for other business owners back in the early 2000s, I look back on that now and I kind of wish I'd spent, invested more time building apps for myself. I'm, I'm not suggesting necessarily that I could have been the next Zuckerberg or built a Twitter or whatever, but there's just a part of me which wishes that I'd actually kind of um, invested in some time into kind of building some software for ourselves. But now I've got that piece of knowledge moving forward. Like if I have an idea, I just do it. And I think that anybody who is either thinking about starting up a business or has just started out a business and is kind of like, they're not sure, or just like choose something and commit to it and, and just go for it. Awesome. Awesome advice. So if people want to reach out to you to ask you a question or to learn even more about what you guys do, how can they do that? 
So I've got two websites which people can check out. So I've got my personal website, which is robinwaite.com. So that's weight with an E on the end of it.com. And also a ton of free resources on fearless.biz. Uh, one of the things which you can get on fearless.biz is my latest book, which is called Take Your Shot, which explains like our whole fearless kind of process around productizing services. And I'm offering all of your listeners a, a free copy of that book if they're happy to leave a review on Amazon. Awesome. Thank you for that. So enterprisers, if you have a question, want to reach out to Robin, please, please do so. Fantastic business owner, entrepreneur with tons of knowledge and wisdom. Thank you so much for your time, Robin. It's been an absolute pleasure, Ozzy. Thank you. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing to the email list and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget field conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out at podcast at enterprisenow.net with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Thanks again, folks, and we'll talk with you guys next time. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.